0: You are locked into to Locked On Badgers, third episode of the week. My name is Asher Lowe, and this is Locked On Badgers. I'm the site editor at badgerswire.com for USA Today Sports. Check us out at badgerswire.com. Also, a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badgers sports, including once they return, basketball and football. But of course, most importantly, I'm your host right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, bringing you the inside student perspective filled with stats, filled with special guests, and filled with all things Badger sports. Make sure that you listen and follow for free on Apple Podcasts. And guys and girls, what would help me a ton is if you're on Apple and you're listening to this on Apple, you could just take a second, it'll take you 10 seconds, just leave a review and uh, let me know what you think. So helps me get better, uh, helps this podcast get better. You can also listen, of course, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you will find Locked On Badgers, and you can play Locked On Badgers on your smart speakers by saying, play podcast Locked On Badgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, and Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the game, and you can use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. More on Built Bar coming later, but right now... I'm going to tell you about a conversation I had to open this episode, this Friday episode, third episode of the week. If you haven't listened, by the way, to the Miles Burkett interview, I highly recommend it. He is the number one 2022 player in the state of Wisconsin. Had a lot of fun talking to him. I have a really exciting interview lined up next week that is not a player. It's not a recruit. It's someone that Badger fans know very well, even if if, whether they know his name or not, they know him well. So I'm really excited. That's my hint, I guess. I'm really excited to bring him on next week for what I think is going to be a fascinating conversation. He's been with Badger Athletics for a long, long time. That's next week. Right now, I'm talking James Mons III, who I just had a chance to talk to. He is a 2022 defensive back, and as some of you may or may not know, September 1st was the first day that schools could reach out to 2022 recruits and initiate that contact. So the player can reach out to the school, right? Send send tape, DM coaches, whatever. The school, or like a Wisconsin, can't reach out to the player directly as the first form of contact. So a coach couldn't call a player, right? Cold call a player. A coach couldn't uh, send him a DM on Twitter, all that stuff. Now you can with the class of 2022. And Wisconsin has been very busy since that September 1st date. And one of the names that has been on a lot of Badger fans' minds and has been a guy that Wisconsin has heavily targeted over the last couple days, is James Mons third, who is a 2022 defensive back out of Florida. And I had the chance to talk to him for an article I did for Badgers Wire, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about that. So first thing is that he's excited about Wisconsin football. He told me that uh, Braylon Allen, who is the only Wisconsin commit right now in the class of 2022, has been on top of him recruiting him. And right when Mons put on Twitter that Wisconsin had offered him, Allen reached out. And I had Braylon Allen on the show. You can go back and listen to that a couple weeks ago. But Braylon Allen reached out to him and said, hey man, uh, here's my number. Here's my snap. Let's stay in contact. And then, I don't know if you guys remember the group chat. I'm, I'm sure some of you do. That have listened to this podcast for a while. But the group chat was used uh, with a bunch of 2021 guys as a really good way to help recruit other 2021 guys. And now I can guarantee you that it is being used The class of 2022, because James Mons told me that Braylon added him to the famous Wisconsin recruiting group chat, and the players in the 2021 class were actually going after him. Skylar Bell is one on Twitter who's been active about recruiting James Mons the third. The players went after him, and he really liked what he heard. They told him what it's like to be a Wisconsin commit, what it's like to be a Wisconsin Badger, the process for them, and they talked to him for quite a bit. So. He is a target for Wisconsin right now, no doubt about it. He also has a Badger connection that I didn't know about. His cousin, Jamison Wright, played at Wisconsin, was a defensive back in 2010 and 2011 before transferring to Bethune-Cookman, but, so he has some, some Badger connections there through his cousin, and one interesting thing he said is that Badger fans, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a Badger fan, so thank you guys for doing this and know that it matters to recruits. Badger fans have been showing him love on Twitter. They've been you know, commenting on his posts. They've been following him on Instagram. They've been DMing him on Twitter saying, you know, come to Madtown, we'd love to have you. And he told me that he's just feeling great about Wisconsin. And one of the main reasons is because Badger fans have shown him the hospitality that I know Badger fans show to all Wisconsin players. And he cannot wait to get on campus. He told me that, and I quote, I'm feeling great about Wisconsin. I'm just ready to take a visit to Madison. And to quote, so hopefully the Badgers are able to to get him on campus and shout out to Wisconsin fans who have been hot on him uh, for the last couple days. He actually just received an offer to Michigan. He's been blowing up. Michigan State, Kansas State, Miami, Mississippi State, all among his offer lists. So Wisconsin football though, sticking out right now. Thanks to you the fans and thanks to Braylon Allen who is already kind of taking that Deacon Pay-A-Hill role. So if you remember Deacon Pay-A-Hill story, He's been on this podcast a couple times. He's a 2021 quarterback commit uh, for the University of Wisconsin. The guy that many people see as next in line behind Graham Mertz under center. And he was the, the kingpin, if you will, of the 2021 class. He was the guy that was reaching out to players. He was the guy that was the active recruiter. He took that job on. He loved that job. And that torch seems to be being passed to Braylon Allen, who was... The first, and only right now, but really a big, big signing as the first, uh, not signing, sorry, as the first commit, uh, I hadn't signed yet, I'm not going to jinx anything, as the first commit in the class of 2022, and Braylon is now taking on that recruiting role. Well, really cool to see how that has shifted uh, from Hill to Allen, and James Mons III, the Florida native, is just the first example, really of the 2022 recruiting prowess of Braylon Allen has been going after him over the last couple of days. Definitely check that article out on Badgers Wire, and I had a good time speaking to the Florida native. We will get right back to Locked on Badgers, but first, I want to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is the greatest tasting protein bar on the market, and I can tell you because they've sent me a box, and it was absolutely unreal. This has... 20 grams of protein packed into something that literally tastes like a candy bar. I, I kid you not. After workout, you're basically eating a candy bar, yet it's the most nutritious thing you can possibly have in terms of recovery and in terms of your workout schedule and diet. Built Bar has tons of flavors. My favorite happens to be the banana bread because I love homemade banana bread and it literally tastes like my mother's homemade banana bread. It's fantastic. The chocolate is fantastic. That's the one they sent us in The box. Highly recommend that. New flavor that I have to try and that I highly recommend you try when you make your first order at Built Bar, which you will get $10 off that first order, by the way, if you use the promo code Locked On, is Cherry Barcia, named after my favorite ice cream flavor in the world, Cherry Garcia. Shout out Ben and Jerry's. Not this sponsor, though. That's Built Bar, the sponsor. Uh, Builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. Make sure that you hit Cherry Barcia. Make sure you get, try the banana bread. Make sure you try the chocolate. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, fuels you like a protein bar. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today is September 4th. And why does that date mean something to Badger fans? Well, I'm sure many of you already know this. But today, Friday, September 4th, was supposed to be the day that Wisconsin opened their season at home at Camp Randall against Indiana. In one of the first times, uh, one of the few times ever, Wisconsin's opened a season at home against a Big Ten opponent in week one. Of course, that's not happening. And we all know the saga, the Big Ten mess, the Nebraska lawsuit. There's been so many different things that have been going on. Obviously, right now, the Big Ten has postponed the season. If you haven't heard that by now, you're probably living under a rock. So that's me reiterating that information for you. What we have, though, remaining on September 4th is, well, zero football games. But tomorrow, September 5th, there's a loaded slate. A loaded slate. And that definitely irks me as a Badger fan, right? It's just hard to stomach. When you have Eastern Kentucky at Marshall playing tomorrow on ESPN, followed by the juggernaut that is Texas State. Against SMU, followed by the powerhouse that is Arkansas State at Memphis. That's the triple header tomorrow on ESPN. It's tough. It's tough to swallow that Wisconsin's not playing today, that this episode is not a preview of the Wisconsin Indiana game. It's hard. But you know what? My friends at Locked On Nittany Lions. Kevin McGuire, my guy at Locked On Nittany Lions, has given me a really good idea, and I want to share it with Badger fans right now because I want to get in on this. I don't want to feel sad, right? I I want to root for something, and not just my own betting picks. I want to root for something else, too. I'm not not betting on Eastern Kentucky and Marshall, no matter how much I I study the tape. Not happening. not betting on SMU and Texas State. Not happening. I'll stick with the NBA and LLB for that. But I want a team to root for in college football right now. I'm not saying I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stay with this team, you know, throughout my life. Like after this, no, this is just a COVID nineteen team that I want to root for. I want to have something to pull for, and I'm gonna reach out on Twitter at a l o w underscore thirty three and at lockdown batters. I'm gonna reach out on Twitter to Kevin about his process, about what he did. For this, but I want to do something similar. And what Kevin McGuire did for Locked On e Lions is send out a Twitter poll saying, "Hey, what fan base wants our e Lion support this year in the SEC, in the ACC? What team, big Power Five team, should we root for this year?" And I want to do something like that because I want someone to root for in big time Power Five college football. If you have ideas, let me know. If you have a team that's your secondary team, ACC team, you've always felt kind of a kinship for, uh, if it's Alabama, we can just cut that one out. It's not going to be Alabama. It's not going to be LSU. I can already tell you that right now. No chance. I'm doing that. Nor would I push Badger fans to do it with me, but I want to have a locked on Badgers team that we can get behind in the ACC or the SEC. And I want your input on who it should be. I have my ideas, right? I, I have some ideas and we have a little bit of time because they're not playing for another whole week. Or actually, maybe two weeks. No, the first the first ACC game is Thursday, September 10th. September 10th, excuse me. UAB at Miami. I don't think it's going to be the U, but hey, I mean, if Badger fans want to root for our little brothers in, in Miami, I'm, I'm down with that, I guess. Could it be North Carolina? A lot of fun stuff going on there. A lot of fun stuff going on there. The number 18 team in the country and a team that many people think can contend a little bit with Clemson in the ACC. I can tell you it's not going to be Notre Dame because I know you Badger fans and there's no way anybody is voluntarily rooting for Notre Dame under any circumstance. I think Oklahoma's fun. I think Oklahoma State is fun. Obviously a big fan of the Sooner State, I guess I am. Didn't know that coming in. But I want your input on this process because I want to choose a lot on Badgers team. I want to not cover them like they're Wisconsin, but just talk about them once in a while, kind of follow in on them like we're fans of them until the Big Ten gets football back. Is it a sad exercise? Maybe, but it's also a fun exercise because we get to root for a powerhouse team. There's going to be games on ESPN, ABC, and don't you want some stake, whether it's this tiny little bit of stake in terms of rooting for a team? Maybe you're like me. Maybe you just want to root for upsets, and I'm down with that, honestly. I've always been a guy that just likes rooting for an underdog. If I don't have a say or a care of who wins a game I'm watching, I'm just rooting for the underdog basically every time, but I would like a team to get behind. So let me know on Twitter at ALOW underscore 33 at On Badgers. Let's pick a Wisconsin team that we are, uh, say, brothers with for the next few months until we get Big Ten football back, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. A little Big Ten basketball talk right now for you on On Badgers coming up. So I hope we get a Big Ten basketball season. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a basketball nerd. I'm an NBA nerd, a college basketball nerd. College basketball is probably my favorite thing on the face of the earth. I like college football, but it's nothing like my love for college basketball. I'm an in-depth X's and O's guy. I'll break I'll break stuff down for you. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you some hot takes uh, when the college basketball season begins. But I got some preseason takes for you right now. Looking at the top of the Big Ten, this could be, and I've said this before on this podcast. This could be the best top of the Big 10. The depth isn't really there like it was last year in terms of all the way up and down the conference, but this could be the best top of the Big 10 that we have ever seen. Like I can't remember a time in my lifetime and I'm a young guy. So remind me if I if there's a year I'm missing that was prehistoric for me. This could be the best top of the Big 10 year I've ever seen. You have Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers is good. Michigan could be good. Indiana returns Trace Jackson Davis, who's a very talented player, a guy that's Big Ten or all Big Ten in the preseason this year. So let's get into some Big Ten preseason locked on Badgers power rankings. Let's go top five. Number one, is there any bias involved in this? I swear there's not. I swear I was completely neutral when I say that Wisconsin should be the number one team in the Big Ten going in to this year. You win eight straight to co-win the Big Ten Trophy. You lose only Brevin Pritzel. You return 88% of your scoring. You have an all-senior starting lineup once we get to play. Dimitri Trice, Brad Davison, Micah Potter, Nate Reavers, Aleem Ford. You have one of the best classes in the Big Ten coming in, led by Ben Carlson, led by Johnny Davis. It's a five-man freshman class. They're not all going to play, but at least I think Carlson and Davis will play meaningful minutes. Lauren Bowman... The point guard out of Detroit could even sneak in there for some meaningful minutes as well if he doesn't decide to redshirt, which I wouldn't blame him given the depth of this team. But you have a proven core. And that's something that nobody else in the Big Ten has. Even Iowa, right, who returns Luka Garza, they're not returning a team that won the Big Ten championship. The Wisconsin Badgers are returning a team that won the Big Ten ship on the road at Indiana with literally the same starting five in that game in Indiana— that they will roll out in every game this season bar injury or some weird decision by Greg Gard that we do not foresee yet. They're the most proven, they're the deepest, and they're the most senior-led squad. Not only the Big Ten, maybe in the history of recent college basketball. Like, please tell me the last time in this era that we had five seniors starting. I I literally, for a Power Five team that is a contender, I'm sure there's mid-major teams that do it once in a while, but for a Power 5 team that is a contender, when was the last time that happened? I can't even think of it. And I've looked and I can't find it. It's been a long time. Maybe maybe one game, but not the whole season. No way. And this that should be the starting five all year. I don't see any different from that. Number two, we're going to go with Iowa. Now the question for Iowa is defensively. Can this team be a top 40 50 defensive team in the country, and they just haven't been that with Fran McCaffrey. He's not a guy that has preached defense or done it successfully. not saying he hasn't tried, but hasn't done it successfully recently. They need to be consistent. They need Joe Toussaint, who will be a sophomore this year to take a step forward, in my opinion, the point guard out of Brooklyn, who is the most un-Iowa player I've ever seen in my entire life. He he is literally the the last thing I would think of when I think of Iowa basketball. He's shifty, he's quick, he gets by you, he breaks you down one-on-one. Not what you think of when you think of Iowa. You have Jordan Bahannon coming off an injury. He needs to be 100% all year, the senior point guard. And he's cl- he is clutch, man. He is really clutch. Maybe not a player I'd want taking the last shot in the Big Ten over Jordan Bahannon. I think he's the top in the conference in terms of that last shot that you'd want in a meaningful game in March. Luka Garza is the story. Returns, and that is what has Iowa as a top five team nationally in many people's eyes going into the year. You have the Wooden Award winner in Luka Garza, over 20 points a game, over 10 boards a game, double-double machine last year, and a guy that just tore people up offensively. Mid-range, stepped out and hit a three, or hit threes last year, but really does his best work on the interior, his touch around the rim, his size, his footwork, impeccable they don't have the depth of wisconsin but they still have good depth when you're talking about iowa they're number two for me number three and this one was easy i think the top three were easy the fourth my fourth place team might surprise you but the top three were pretty easy and honestly you could have them in any order and i wouldn't really complain my third is illinois because the return of their top two scores last year coming back both declared for the draft both decided to return to school iota sumu and Kofi Coburn, the one-two punch. IO is one of the best defenders in the Big Ten, a guy that's improved his offensive game every year and will do it again this year going into his third campaign with Illinois. Brad Underwood is a fantastic basketball coach who preaches defense and has had this team playing defensively on a string uh, last year especially when they took a big step forward. They need some guys to step forward that are not named Ayo DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. I think... Georgie Vili is one of those guys uh, who, Vili, that, that's how you pronounce it, Vili. Tough name. Tough name to swallow for a broadcaster. You know, no uh, no envy right there of the Illinois broadcasters having to pronounce Vili 18 million times a game. Trent Frazier needs to step forward offensively. And this team can win a Big Ten championship. No doubt about it. Because they have two guys that are proven in the Big Ten as scorers. They have Kofi Coburn who is the best physical presence inside in the Big Ten behind or after Luka Garza. He, he, I think he's ahead of Luka Garza in that category, which is talking about physical presence. They're my number three. Number four, here's where I get a little fun. Rutgers, baby. I was all over this team last year. I loved them, but they couldn't win on the road. They couldn't do it. It's almost the same core coming back. Geo Baker, Ron Harper, Miles Johnson, Jacob Young, This team is stacked offensively. They can get buckets. Geo Baker needs to take a step forward. In fact, when you think about Geo Baker as a basketball player and you watch him play, you're wondering, how is this guy? And there are guys like this in the NBA a lot, too, where you wonder, you know, I'm going to throw a name out there for you, Aaron Gordon. Geo Baker is the Aaron Gordon of the Big Ten, not because they play similarly, but Aaron Gordon, who's a power forward on the Orlando Magic, small forward maybe if you want to give him that. There are guys where you watch them and you're like, how is this guy? not averaging more, and not to say his impact isn't great for what he does, right, I think he maybe has the biggest impact on Rutgers, Geo Baker, and I, th- I said Jordan Bahannon a couple of minutes ago was the best clutch shot taker in the Big Ten, I think Gio Baker actually might have something to say about that this year, he averaged 11 points a game last year, and when you watch him, you're, aver- you're thinking, this guy averages like 16, 17 a game, right, his efficiency is the problem. Under 40% last year from the field, that has to change. But he is clutch. No other way about it. He is clutch. Ron Harper Jr. is going to take a step forward this year as well. Jacob Young, younger brother of Joe Young, who was a former Oregon Duck and now NBA player, is a bucket getter as well. This team needs some help inside. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see how Miles Young or Miles Johnson, excuse me, can step forward and be an imposing presence on the interior against guys like Kofi Coburn, Luka Garza. you know Who's really going to stop those two? Not that anybody in the Big Ten really is. Micah Potter, Nate Reavers, they're going to go up against some really good offensively skilled bigs, and we'll see if they can stop them. That, to me, is one of the keys for Rutgers this year. And fifth, rounding it out, we got Michigan State, who loses Xavier Tillman, loses Cassius Winston. A lot of questions for them, a lot of replacements, a lot of moving parts, but Tom Izzo is Tom Izzo. And you got to bet on Tom Izzo, especially... When things get down to it, in February and March, the best coach in the conference, I think, will have this team as a top five squad in the Big Ten yet again. This is Locked on Badgers, as always, on Wisconsin, back next week, especially excited next week for an interview with a guy that's been with UW Athletics for over 25 years, who I can't wait to talk to